Well, good evening and welcome to our evening harvest service. I'd like to welcome any visitors here this evening, and I'm sure there's some folk watching online as well. Um, I'd like to give a special welcome to Margaret Bailey from Storehouse, who's going uh, to come and speak to us a little later on about the tremendous work which they do. And our evening harvest will be going towards uh, that great work. Um, also, I'd like to welcome Donica D. Balefoyce Choir to our service this evening. And we're really looking forward to hearing more from them a little later on. Um, but may you feel at home here and may you feel relaxed and uh, may you enjoy it. And I'm certainly looking forward. I'm sure we'll all enjoy what you have to bring to us. So uh, just a wee announcement about supper. Uh, please, if you stay for supper, you're very welcome to have some refreshments after the service. And uh, it's laid out just at the back. And the choir, uh, I'm told, will sing a couple more pieces after the supper. Okay. So let me start our service by just reading Lamentations chapter 3, uh, verses 20 to 25. Lamentations 3, verses 20 to 25. I will remember them, and my soul is downcast within me. Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I said to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him, to the one who seeks him. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that great is your faithfulness. God, you are our rock. You're our fortress. You're our high tower. Lord, you're our defender. And Father, we thank you that even in the hardest of times, Lord, we can depend on you as faithful. We thank you, Jesus, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Lord, no matter what comes our way, Lord, we thank you that you are faithful and there with us. And Lord, your faithfulness is seen year in, year out in the harvest. And Father, we just thank you for all the provision and so many of the things that we take for granted every day, the most simple of things that we get used to, we want to thank you this evening, Father, for your faithfulness to us in all of those things. We just pray, God, that you'd be with us in this whole service. Uh, be with Margaret. May you take away the nerves and just help her, just, Lord, to, to just relax. And may she know that she's at home uh, with us and just share what she has to share with us. Again, we pray for Donna D. Male Voice Choir. We thank you for every single one of them here. We thank you, Lord, for them giving up their time to come here and do this for us. And uh, we look forward, Lord, to hearing from them. And Lord, we know that you minister often through song, through worship. And we pray that you'd minister to us all tonight uh, through this choir. In Jesus' name, we surrender all of this service to you. Amen. We're going to stand and we're going to sing together. Come, ye thankful people, come.
Now the, the choir are going to sing Close Thine Eyes and the Lord's Prayer.
very much. Absolutely beautiful. And I'm going to ask Margaret Bailey to come and talk to us a wee bit about Storehouse. Good evening, everyone. It's lovely to see so many out on what has been a horrible day. Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank the Reverend Shaw and the session for their support for Storehouse North Down throughout the year. It, it really is wonderful, and you have a great ambassador in Jim McKnight. He's fantastic. <clears throat> and I must say thank you to the Donahiddy Male Voice Choir. You always lead us so wonderfully. And you just lifted us into the Lord's presence with that singing. It was beautiful. Now, some of you may not know much about Storehouse, so I'd like to tell you how we operate and bring you up to date with our work. Storehouse North Down was set up in 2012. It's hard to believe it's 10 years ago now. By a Bangor Interchurch and Community Initiative to help those who were going through hard times. Many churches throughout our town were helping those in need, each in our own little corner. But we thought if we got together, we could achieve so much more. And we could also demonstrate Christian unity among the churches. So Storehouse North Down was set up. We are an independent charity. We are not affiliated to the Trussell Trust. We are operated solely by volunteers. So any monetary donations goes completely into our charity for our work. We have drop-off drop points throughout the, the town, many of the spa shops, the co-op at Ballyhome, Sainsbury's at Hollywood Exchange, and all of the local churches. And we cover an area stretching from Hollywood to Grey Abbey. Could we the next... The clicker isn't working. <laughs> We're supported by 54 churches in the North Down area, as well as many businesses and schools. Some churches collect weekly, others monthly. This month, we have seen many churches supporting us with their harvest, and so are the schools. The schools are brilliant to see these children thinking of others and bringing much to us. You'll see here a photograph the one before, go back one. You can see, maybe you recognise him, but that's Jim doing his weekly delivery to us. If we go to the next one, please. When the groceries come in, we have to check the date on all of them. We cannot give out anything that is out of date. So it's amazing just how many people don't check the dates and we get quite a lot out of date. Uh, the next slide, please. We operate through referrals from agencies such as Christian Against Poverty, St. Vincent de Paul, Women's Aid, Simon Community, social workers, community workers, etc. This means that we're really reaching out to those in need. In need. If someone rings up and asks, can they have a food parcel? We will never say no. Pauling, here with me tonight, our manager, will talk to them, discuss their problems, and signpost them to an agency that could help them. But we will give them uh, a food parcel. We also support the international meeting points that the Presbyterian Church has in Belfast and other homeless charities. In September 2012, when we opened, we gave out 12 hampers in the whole month. Now, due to the economic situation and the approach of winter, we have seen an increase. We were given out 30 to 40 hampers a week. We're now up to 40 to 50 hampers per week. From February to the end of August, we have given 788 hampers out, which has helped, helped approximately 2,000 people. And it's only by your support that we can supply help to those in need. Thank you for that support. 
You can see there one of our volunteers making up a hamper for a family of four. Our hampers are for a week's supply of food, not three days. It's a full week. We include fresh vegetables, and we also have arranged with our local butchers to supply fresh meat so that we know that every family or everybody getting a hamper has got food in their larder. There's such a need in our community, and we do expect that to continue to increase. Everyone has been touched by the present situation. And if you know someone in need, please speak to your pastoral team here or to Jim, and we will be able to help them. After all, in the Bible, doesn't it say we are to love one another and to share with others? As I've said, this economic situation is hitting everyone, and we have seen a decrease in the amount of groceries that we receive. If you could buy even one small item each week, that would help us tremendously. Jim has leaflets that he could give to you that shows you what we need. Another thing that you might think of we need, we need strong plastic bags. You know your Tesco bags, your Asda bags. If you can see there how many bags go out in one hamper. And if we have to buy those bags, it's quite expensive. So if you have any of those bags lying somewhere in your cupboards, look them out and put them in the trolley at the back of the church. We really, really need them. Then if we go on to the next two, two this is a girl from one of the agencies who requested a hamper and here she's collecting it. And the next one also shows one of the agencies coming to collect. On the next slide, you'll see... Um, this is a young Ukrainian girl with her host family. And in recent weeks, we have been supplying hampers to these Ukrainian refugees. Do you know, we really feel so touched when we see, as happened on Thursday, two Ukrainians coming with a suitcase to put their groceries in because they were walking. And they hadn't a taxi, they didn't have a car. And to get food, they were willing to come and walk Needless to say, one of us took them home. They didn't walk. But they really are so thankful for what we can give them. On the front of our hampers, the first bag, there's a little label that says, a gift because God loves you. And that's our witness to these people. We don't put in a Bible or a tract, but we want them to know that God loves them and we're trying to do his work here. Thank you so much for listening and thank you so much again for your generosity. Thank you, Margaret. Um, let's, let's take time just to pray. We'll pray for Storehouse. We'll pray thanks to God for, for what he does amongst us. Um, I just want to read a few verses out of uh, Matthew's gospel, something that Jesus said. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cupid to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon, in all his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow was thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Let's pray.
Lord Jesus, we think about the people that you met and Lord, how delicate was the crops and the, the harvest every year, never knowing if they're going to have enough to fill their bellies. And so these were natural questions, Lord, that came, you know, how are we going to feed our children? How are we going to clothe our children? Are we going to look after our families, put bread on the table? And Father, I understand that today it's getting to that point where people are asking the same questions, even in such affluent countries. How am I going to keep warm? How am I going to be fed? Am I going to have enough money to, to support my family? And Lord, these are natural questions. And Lord, as, as Christians, you ask us, Lord, to try and reach out and support that, that these things would not burden people, that these things would not overwhelm the joy in their lives. We thank you, Lord, for Storehouse. We thank you, Lord, for the work that they do. So often just in the background, giving out hampers to folk that 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 we've never met and they've never met, folk that are in need. And I'm sure, Lord, that many of them find it difficult to come and ask. Father, we just pray, God, for those people that come, for those people that are in need. Lord, we pray, Father, for them, that you would support them, that you would look after them, that even that little message on that, on the bag that says, God, loves you, that's why we're doing this, that something like there, Lord, would just touch their hearts, Father, that they might in turn seek the kingdom of God and find out why Storehouse is doing this. Lord, we just thank you, God, for your goodness to us. And sometimes, Lord, when we're so comfortable, it almost blinds us to the needs of others. I pray, Father, open our hearts, open our eyes, help us to see the need. And Lord, help us not to be uh, holding back from trying to meet those needs in your name. In Jesus' name, we ask these things. Amen. We're going to stand and worship together. Uh, my heart is filled with thankfulness.
Now the choir are going to sing two pieces, Angels Watching Over Me and uh, Come Ronda, Guide Me, O Thou Great Jehovah.
I'm not going to be preaching a sermon as such tonight, just a, a wee devotional, which there's a couple of wee thoughts just uh, to, to share with you. Um, John chapter 4 is, is a particularly popular passage where Jesus speaks to a Samaritan woman and she, they're at a well and they're having a conversation and after much debating, uh, he reveals to her that he's the Christ, that he's the Messiah, he's the one they've been waiting for. Um, meanwhile, the disciples, they've been in town, they've got hungry and they've gone into town for something to eat and they're bringing something back for Jesus. And uh, as the woman leaves, his disciples, they've brought some food uh, to, encu- and to encourage Jesus to take something to eat. And he turns to his disciples and says, I have food to eat of which you do not know. The disciples are puzzled. They're looking at one another. Did you bring him food? I didn't bring him food. Did you? And then he says, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. He says to his disciples, do you not say that there are still four months and then comes the harvest? He says, behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they're already white for harvest. Similar to what Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 6.2, I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. An incredible challenge to us all. Two things. One, to do the will of our Father and to finish his work. And two, to open our eyes and see a harvest ripe and waiting to be brought in. I find one of the most challenging and stirring things that Jesus ever said is in Matthew seven twenty one. It says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. You know, such a statement makes even the strongest Christian search their heart. He says, I have come to do the will of my Father in heaven. That's my food and drink. That's what nourishes me. That's what I'm all about. But now that calling is passed on to you to do the will of your Father in heaven to finish his work. May our overriding desire in every area of life be to do the will of our Father in heaven and to finish his work. May we walk humbly in the footsteps of our Savior. Luke tells us that when the time had come, that Jesus set his face to go to Jerusalem. A fulfillment of the prophecy of Isaiah 50, verse 7. Therefore, I have set my face like flint. He had to almost put his face physically in the direction of Jerusalem. He knew what lay there. He knew what waited him there. But he he focused on finishing his father's work. That is my father's will. That's where I must go. And he walks to Calvary. And that agonizing night in the Garden of Gethsemane, no one walks ahead of him. He cries out, Father, if you're willing, remove this cup, this cup of suffering from me, but not my will, but thine be done. My meat, my food, is to do the will of him who sent me to finish his work. It was C.T. Studd, who was the founder of WEC International, He said, if Jesus Christ be God and died for me, then no sacrifice can be too great for me to make for him. To do our Father's will should be our heart's desire and this church's heart's desire. 
You know, we're living in days of uncertainty, and we're listening to Margaret earlier. That we're living in days of uncertainty, uncertainty where our concerns, they come down to the basics of life. Warmth and food, clothing, health, jobs. Our words, world seems so fragile at the moment. And it makes me think of Ecclesiastes 3, where Solomon writes, to everything there is a season. There's a time for every purpose under heaven. But so much of the list he gives is pretty negative. He says, a time to die. And there's a time to weep. There's a time to kill. There's a time to break down. There's a time to mourn. There's a time to lose. There's a time to tear. And there's a time even to hate. And they're pretty terrible seasons, those. And you could say our world over the last couple of years could identify with each of these. You know, with the pandemic, with the war in Ukraine, with the cost of living crisis, a time to lose, a time to weep, a time to mourn, a time to kill, a time to hate. But Solomon also points out some very positive seasons. Seasons which the church itself, because we have Christ with us, Seasons that we can bring in to a dark arena, a time to plant, and a time to heal, and a time to build up, a time to embrace, a time to gain, a time to love. Christ is our hope. He's the one, he's the one who is above the sun who brings meaning to the circumstances that are happening onto the sun. He's the one who can bring into the darkest sky a ray of hope. He's the one who can bring into a land which is desolate and barren and despairing a seedling of hope, a seedling of new life, his life. And as Jeremiah surveys the desolation of Jerusalem in the wake of the Babylonian attack, leaving homes broken, leaving families bereaved, leaving the temple in ruins, the walls of Jerusalem in ruins. In that dark place, he finds hope, hope in God. His mercies are new every morning, he says. Great is his faithfulness. He's our rock, our fortress, our high tower. He will never forsake us. Father, may our hearts desire as followers of Christ and as his church be to do your will and finish the work. I just want to close with another poignant, challenging, soul-searching uh, moment in Jesus' ministry. Matthew 25 and verse, uh, verses 31 to 40. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit in his throne in heavenly glory. All the nations will be gathered before him. He will separate the people one from another. As a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats, he'll put the sheep on his right, he'll put the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on the right, come you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you give me something to eat. And I was thirsty, and you give me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty, give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger? When did we invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go and visit you? The king will reply, I tell you the truth, whatever you did for the least, all right, I tell you the truth, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did for me. 
whatever you did for the least one of these brothers of mine, you did it for me. May we be in that category. May we be looking and recognizing the needs in our community and people that are struggling. And may we be the ones we don't overlook them, but we reach them and support them and help them in their time of need. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, whenever you were asked by a man who was trying to trick you, what the greatest commandment was. He said, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thy soul, and mind, and strength. Secondly, love your neighbor as yourself. And that's the summary of all of Scripture. That's what you have lived by. That's what took you to the cross, to do your Father's will, but to care for every single person, every neighbor, to reach them, to die for them, and to take their hand and your Father's hand and bring them together. And that's what it was all about for you. Lord, help us to follow humbly in your footsteps. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. We're going to uh, our, sing our final hymn with uh, For the Beauty of the Earth. the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all. And Father, we thank you for the food and those hands that provided it. Amen. <laughs>